In this installment of Jimmy Fiction, Jimmy Keene is hanging out with his new friend, his neighbor, Caroline A. Bergidry, and his established friend, Professor Cole Bowden, whom he met in Angola Prison. Jimmy has made everybody comfortable. He's prepared everyone a drink. They are sitting around in his living room in the process of conversation. And Cole is talking about his day at work. So when I got outside and the psychology chair was having trouble starting his car, so we had to jump it. And yeah, so I was late. But now I might be one step closer to getting tenure because now I know how to jump start a car. Jimmy is pleased with this because he's the one who helped Cole figure out how to do this in the first place. But Jimmy is doing advanced mathematics in his head, coming to the realization that the chair of psychology is a person, not a chair, not an object of furniture. So then he cracks into a smile. All right, well, it's good to know a shrink is good for something. I mean, I think the study of the human mind is valuable, but I understand that people have their opinions about that. Yeah, well, um... I don't know. I mean, we were talking about this the other day, right? So, I don't even know. Like, yeah, Jimmy... Tell us all about how you received bad therapy. Yeah, well, do you just saying that flippantly, or you really want to hear about it? Oh, well, if you want to talk about it, yeah, of course I'll listen. Yeah, uh, well, he scratches the back of his head. He's still got at least a partial smile on his face. He's not trying to make this miserable. Yeah, so when I was on the inside, I don't even know what the fucking shrink was on. I think she just didn't fucking like me, really. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Later, yeah, I gotta look at my file, and she wrote down that I was psychotic. I, I don't think that's right, because that means that you're just, like, uncontrollably crazy, right? Well, Cole touches the side of his nose. He's about to actually explain. <laughs> uh, actually, I think the state of psychosis is that of experiencing things that are outside of reality like auditory or visual hallucinations oh like seeing shit and stuff um, yes in lay parlance yeah like normal people talk okay well yeah see now i'm just annoyed because i never like i never experienced that and i never said that i did and I would never say that I did, even if somebody told me, yeah, Jimmy, tell him that you see shit. Because even I, in lay parlance, know that's the one-way ticket to the basket factory, you know? <laughs> Caroline is sensitive to issues of mental health, but she does find this very amusing. Smiles, subtly hides it behind her hand, takes a drink out of her glass. That's just rude. Like, you can't just make shit up about somebody, especially not something that serious. Yeah, Jimmy's seeing shit. What the fuck? Where did she even get that? 
Yeah, I don't know. That actually sounds like um, grounds for malpractice. Fucking shit. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Bringing a lawsuit? Yeah, you want to fuck with me for fun? You think it's a good time? But I see you lose your license. Yeah, you know what? Jimmy's actually considering this. He's rubbing his thumb and forefinger together idly while the wheels are turning in his head. I don't know if I would bother, though. I mean, that's, it seems like a whole lot of work for something that I just want to forget. Because as long as nobody else is going to make the same goddamn mistake. Well, I think you have every right to be angry. And from the perspective, it's not just you. Because misdiagnosing people like that can have serious ramifications. He's right. Imagine if the psychology chair at Tulane was doing a research study and, okay, we're going to interview our subject, Jimmy, who experiences psychosis. But you don't actually experience psychosis. So everything that you describe, if then researchers were going to use that information and insight to try to reach some kind of conclusion about the state and experience of psychosis, it doesn't work, right? Jimmy's trying to follow. Caroline decides to help. Like if you drove your Beamer to a Mercedes dealership and was like, fix this for me. Oh, he points at her real quick because the light bulb came on in his head. Kinda. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like You can't just do that. You can't just... And see, that's why I don't like it. I don't trust it because I think people can misuse it. They can take that power that they have over telling people what the fuck is up with their brain and they can use it to fuck you over. And I'm not about that. I'm not trying to do that for me or for anybody else. Well, that's fair. I think that positions of power like that can attract people that are going to misuse it. As they say, absolute power corrupts absolutely. But that's not entirely applicable to the field of psychology because, well, that's why there are medical boards and oversights. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you get caught... Hmm. I'm going to have to really think about this. I mean, I don't really, I don't think that I have the energy to go kind of legal battle with somebody just because they fucking piss me off, but I don't know. I find out she's been fucking around under the hood of somebody else's, he taps his forehead, you know, their brain. That's not all right. I'm not going to be cool with that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm an asshole, but I'm not like experiencing shit that's unreal. In that respect. A lot of the shit that I experience might seem like it's unreal, but unfortunately it is. He reins himself in a little bit, picks up his drink glass, looks into it, staring at it like he's reading tea leaves. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's noble. (laughs) Jimmy Keene, white knight riding into battle. You're looking out for other people, and that ain't bad. I don't think that can ever be bad. If it also comes with the side of petty revenge, I mean, Cole shrugs. Jimmy looks at him. You sure about that? Well, I mean, I frankly don't see anything wrong with that. You're not talking about going to this person's house and killing them. No, and I wouldn't. I mean, because I'm not psychotic. Like, I'm just an asshole. (laughs) 
Jimmy smiles. He knows he's being funny, even though, I mean, in his mind, it's also completely true. In his mind and the minds of others. <laughs> when I was on the inside, I met this guy. But I guess, based on what you just said, he's experiencing psychosis. Or he used to. I guess he killed his neighbor. Pretty bad scene, like, fuck this guy up. Then he went to prison. And when he was in there, they started giving him this medication to like calm his ass down and sort out what was going on in his mind. And he didn't like it at all. He was pretty pissed off about it, but he had to do it, you know? So he did it. He started taking this medication, and he said that it made that guy shut up. And I said, what guy? And he said, the guy that lives in my head and he talks to me all the time. And I was kind of like, oh, shit. I didn't say that. I didn't want to set this guy off and make him feel bad or whatever. But I was like, oh, hey, that guy. He thought everybody has a guy like that. I mean, like, I talk to myself in my mind, you know, but it's me. It's not like somebody that I don't know telling me crazy shit, right? And I guess some people, they do have that, though. They do have some guy riding around inside their mind that tells them to do crazy shit. And this is one of those guys. But then once he got that sorted out with the medication and stuff, then he was like, oh, no fuck me sideways like what have i fucking done so he ended up turning it around right and like he can never be released probably i think he's in there for the rest of his life and so he fucked this guy up pretty bad and if he ever goes off his medication again then there's a chance that's gonna happen again and the state of louisiana obviously doesn't have a whole lot of time for that but you know he's in there and he works in the garden and He's a trustee. Like, he's got a position of responsibility now because he can hold his shit together. And I guess he reached out to the family of the guy that he killed. And, yeah, I, I didn't expect a whole lot. And neither did he, but he just did it because of his conscience, you know. And he wanted to tell this lady, the widow of the guy that he murdered, that he was really sorry about it. And he finally got himself turned around and recognized what he did. And, and you want to know what? This lady wrote back. Cole and Caroline both look a little impressed by this. I know, right? I was pretty surprised. It seemed like a pretty big thing to me. It certainly... I do not have that in me. Somebody brutally murders somebody that I care about more than anybody else on this earth? No. I'm gonna be answering their fucking letter from prison saying, Oh, my bad. Just realized I was a crazy motherfucker and it was all pointless. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be ripping out my stationery and write them a love letter in return, but... I mean, it wasn't a love letter, love letter, but, uh, he read it to us. I guess she was, she was real grateful. She said, yeah, yeah, I miss my husband a whole lot. I wish that hadn't happened, but I'm really glad that you got yourself sorted out. That's good stuff. I hope that you take care of yourself now and then you don't turn around and let this happen again. And I thought that was pretty major. Yeah. Pretty major. I like that. I like that too. Like I said, it's something I don't got. It's pretty unfamiliar to me. So when other people have it, I gotta admire it, even though I don't understand it. So do either of you need some more alcohol now that we talked about this? <laughs> no, I'm alright. I'm still working on this. When I need more alcohol, it won't be because of a story about forgiveness. Jimmy raises his eyebrows in acknowledgement of this. Oh, well, 
thank you guys. Uh, I don't try to just drop ten tons of bricks on people. You know, pretty heavy stuff. Like, yeah, the one time I met this guy that slaughtered another human being because he was hearing voices in his head. Like, that's that's kind of a lot. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like you said, that is real. Not everybody knows about all that. Not everybody goes through something like that or meets people that had that happen to them. But, but there's people out there that, that it does happen to them. And you're one of them, so... I don't see why when you're among friends you can't talk about it. She looks at him completely without guile. He smiles. The smile grows ever larger on his face. I mean, I guess that whole thing it definitely had me experiencing some gratitude. Is that a feeling? Is that a state of being? I don't know. I think that's splitting hairs. Okay, so at any rate, that was what was going on for me. Like, okay, cool. Well, I might be an asshole, but that's not like a medical problem. You know, it's not like a diagnosis. Yeah. Sorry, Keen. We regret to inform you. You're a fucking terminal, intractable asshole. <sighs> Yeah, I'm sure I just read that in the DSM the other day. <laughs> it should be, though. Well, I mean, I think it technically is, but they call it something different. Oh, really? And what? which one do you think it is? I think I got a guess. Mm. Oh, probably antisocial personality disorder, maybe. Yeah, well, I think all the cluster B's is duking it out for that. Right, yeah. What's the cluster B? It's personality disorders. Oh, like there's just something fucking wrong with who you are. Well, that's one way of putting it, yes. Shit. Jimmy gets a contemplative look on his face. Huh. So how bad do you gotta be to get slapped with personality disorder? Well, they used to be called character disorders, and I think that might be a bit more accurate, but again, we're talking about linguistically splitting hairs. Okay, alright, so there's just something fucking wrong with your personality. It's like you lack character. Medically. Yes. I mean, extremely simplistic explanation, but yes. Fuck. That's pretty serious, yeah. I think that's like the medical diagnosis, being an asshole. So what do you gotta do to qualify? <laughs> well, as with psychosis, there's specific diagnostic criteria, but unlike with psychosis, I don't think that I could really explain it. This isn't my field of study. I'm not an expert either, but I know a little bit about it, and I think it's like, um, well... Something went real wrong with you at a real early age, and then it just never got better, and and now you kind of can't. You're just, like, stuck there. At whatever age, you kind of stop growing emotionally, and now you can't catch up. And I think most people that got that going on, they don't even know. So they can't fix it, right? Because they don't even know that they got a problem. 
Jimmy's contemplating this heavy in thought. Jimmy thinker face on. It's like he just get real fucked up as a kid and then that's it. Done. Yeah, trauma has significant effects on the developing brain. Hmm. So it's like how serial killers got fucked up as kids. Kind of, yeah, and many serial killers do experience cluster B disorders, although many don't. And many people who have cluster B disorders aren't serial killers either. Many of them are assholes, but not always murderous assholes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Not everybody that gets fucked up as a kid goes on to be a killer, right? No, hardly. I don't believe that's true. Yeah, me neither, because, I mean, no. A lot of people that get fucked up as kids just go on and keep getting fucked up as adults. But it's not their fault. This is a perhaps surprisingly compassionate statement from a man like Jimmy Keene, but he means it. He's clearly put some thought into this. Caroline smiles at him very sweetly, and he sees her smiling at him like, She is impressed and pleased, his level of understanding towards other people. But then he feels kind of sick and sad inside that that could be so unusual for someone. Something people get impressed about. He looks into his drink again. Am I the only one or does anybody else ever think the whole fucking world is crazy sometimes? Well, I mean... So, like, at that point, you get diagnosed with some, I don't know, I don't know what I'm saying right now. Because, yeah, there are clearly people out there running amok that got stuff going on that people should probably put a name on and study and figure out how to make that stop happening. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. This is why I'm not a fucking chair of anything. <laughs> My living room chair. I don't know, Jimmy. I think you're on the way. He looks at her. Yeah, on the way where? Oh, I don't know. Probably to hell with the rest of us. <laughs> Jimmy's genuinely amused. <laughs> on the way to where? Oh, hell. Oh, with the rest of us? Shit. <laughs> oh, that the goddamn truth, Caroline. <sighs> All right, I'm glad I got a laugh out of that. <laughs> I'm glad I could amuse you because that ain't even what I think, really. All right, well, pretty charitable. I like oh, yeah, I like that. I don't think you got any fucking uh, disorders of your character. Thank you, Jimmy. That's kind. Because, well, I mean. She looks like she's debating what next to say. Cole is also watching her with low-key interest. For some people, it's been up for debate with me as well. Why, you? People are trying to diagnose you as an intractable asshole? Full of shit. They need to have their fucking license taken away. You show me that person, and I'm going to fucking take them to court. <laughs> well, I don't think that you can. But I'll keep that in mind, sure. All right, good. Like I said, nobody fucks with you while I'm around. 
He points at her. He's playing around, but very serious. He's got a smile on his face. Cole sees this. The expression on his face indicates that he sees what he's seeing. Jimmy looks back at him. He doesn't even care. Let the whole world know what he's thinking about this. 